Happy Lunar New Year. Today is February 12th. Welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGain.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in Boeing and NVIDIA. Thanks. Okay, heading into the weekly play section. Um, last week on the Tuesday live stream that we have every week on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time, uh, we talked about GameStop. Um, and while we were talking about GameStop, it also relates to other highly shorted companies uh, that were affected by the short squeeze that was happening, fueled by Wall Street bets and other re- retail traders. Um, during the stream, I demonstrated that uh, volume did not equate to the pre-volume before the squeeze that happened. Uh, the volume or the amount of shares shorted still are shorted, and uh, the squeeze is absolutely still possible. Um, but from the volume not normalizing, uh, meaning the volume remaining still low, uh, if you are incredibly down on the position, uh, it might be in your best interest to just wait it out until you see the volume come back. That's been the consensus of what I've been saying on the live stream. To explain that a little bit deeper, um, if you are in the red, I mean, this doesn't really pertain to just GameStop or AMC or any heavily shorted company. If you're red on any position, something that helps me personally or helps me personally, I haven't been in the hole in quite a long time. Uh, one thing to just you know fix the issue is just never getting there in the first place. Make sure that if you want to invest in a company that you genuinely like the company. That way, if you ever have to double down, it's not so much of an issue. Uh, you're just literally um, buying more stock of a stock that you love. You see that there could be a conflict when you get into a stock because someone said that it was going to moon, but it doesn't moon. Uh, and then you're there just for the moon. Um, and you don't actually love the company. You don't know anything about the company. And so now it feels bad to double down. Uh, but that's just one of the tips, right? It's just prevention. Uh, investing into companies that you only like. Okay, and then going back to the waiting uh, GameStop out or any position that you're currently down on out. Um, if you're going to be trading for the rest of your life, right? Take a step back and just understand that you're going to be trading for the rest of your life. You are under no pressure to double down right this second. You might think to yourself, but Junie, what if GameStop starts going back up? What if GameStop does another squeeze? Then I think you're fine, right? You should not double down for the sake of trying to um, gain more money, right? Uh, if your hopes is that the GameStop squeeze is still going to happen, great. You should maintain your position because right now you're currently very red on it, and a squeeze will perp- like maybe make you break even or you know get a sizable gain. That's really cool. If you are in the red right now and you are at a loss and you don't know quite what you want to do, and uh, you know you're thinking about closing it for a loss, understand that if you just given enough time, GameStop might turn the corner and, you know, Cohen might actually make a difference in the company, the Nintendo, uh, you know, ex-CEO that's on the board now might make a difference. And all, all of these external factors that might 
take GameStop from you know a fifty-two dollars share price to maybe you know sixty dollars down the road. But what I'm trying to convey right now is that there should be no urgency right now to double down um, unless if you desperately need the money. And that's to my next point is if you need the money, you need to evaluate like. What are you? What do you need it for? Do you need it for medical expenses? By all means, you should take care of yourself first. Uh, handle your health. But when it comes to realizing a loss, um, sometimes you know realizing one loss or like closing it out for a loss and then slamming it into another meme is just as bad as just letting it sit there, right? I mean, there, GameStop definitely has some pros, right? There's some good things about GameStop that are nice. Now, one of the best things about GameStop before was that it had a very, very low market cap. Now it's fairly decent at what Google is reporting right now is $3.65 billion. Uh, when it was first trading before the run-up, it was in the millions. It was nuts. Uh, and it does pay a dividend and whatnot. Um, but I just want to caution people that are seeing new plays uh, just spawn up everywhere like weed stocks was big uh, you know like Tilray I bet a lot of people made a killing on Tilray but a lot of people also got got on Tilray um, Tilray doesn't have a minus 50% day without some people losing money right uh, and some of those people could have very well been those GameStop people that um, saw Tilray start going up close their GameStop position for a loss buy calls on Tilray because they think it's going to keep going higher, and then Tilray corrects 50%, right? It's these sequence of events that you start seeing that, like, okay, as if you're trying to time the market, you might not be uh, lucky enough to make it out with a sizable gain. There, A lot of things have to go right for you to be able to time the market appropriately. Now, some people might be like, Okay, well, if you want to start timing things right, why don't Junie? Why don't you start teaching people about stop losses, or why don't you tell people about diversification? Maybe you know instead of going into every or you know like all these meme stocks, maybe they just buy a little bit of everything. That's not the premise of this podcast. Maybe yeah, one day I might teach something about stop loss. One day I might start teaching about diversification. But I personally don't do those things, right? And I had an amazing year last year. No stop losses, no diversification, uh, and I'm going to teach what I know and what I do well. And this is going to be a shameless plug here where you can go to datagang.com slash Juni where I show all my trades um, from the moment I started datagang trades. You can see when I, how, I, how small I started uh, to my trades now, which are considerably bigger than when I first started. You can absolutely see the growth. You see my max loss being like $100. I get into like the $400, $500 range, and I get into uh, very small wheels, then my wheels get bigger as my auto deposits are kicking in. Um, and it's, it's very organic growth. And I think a lot of people are learning from my trades and just how I teach and how I speak. Uh, just like, you don't need to know the Greeks. I don't know my Greeks very well. People will tell you, oh, you need to delta hedge, you need to uh, watch out for gamma this, beta that. You need to make sure that you know you're collecting this much theta in accordance to your beta. Like, I don't know much of that. I'm not gonna say I don't know any of that, but I don't know much of that. And I want to give that as a, like a little bit of comfort for those that are newer to like just trading options in general. 
that are just catching up on my most recent episodes. The Theta Gang podcast has grown pretty a lot more popular than in the, in the like the last like two I think two or three months. There's been like a big spike, and it's, I'm very certain that's from the GameStop stuff. Um, so just if you're new, um, just focus on the fundamentals, and you know I have a lot of. Uh, episodes talking about the fundamentals maybe you want to check out uh, like how I pick stocks that's a pretty good one Um, diamond hands my last episode was really good Uh, just focus on the core core fundamentals picking companies that you like making sure you understand what a P&E ratio is does their company make money is it a company of a product that you use like do you buy the products that this company uses Uh, and all that good stuff but Let's get on to the next uh, point. Okay, uh, I think last week uh, reading the emails was pretty fun, so I'm just going to do it again this week. Um, I want to give a shout out to Mr. Kyle. Uh, he wrote in, Hi Junie, I just started listening to your podcast. I'm new to the stock market and I'm still figuring things out. I'm a fast learner and I'm absorbing as much as I can and having fun along the way. I got caught up in the GameStop hype, but I had fun and I'm working to get back while I'm down. Anyway, on to the reason I'm sending this email. You said to send in where we listen to your podcast. Because I'm starting from episode one, outside of this last episode, I've been listening to them everywhere. At work, when I'm allowed, when I'm driving, and when I'm working out. I'm an airplane pilot too. I wish I had a video of the wing walkers, airplane traffic people, lol. Uh, dancing or working out before they push the planes back. They are good people, and I respect them tremendously. Regards, Kyle. My initial thoughts from this email was that it's very thoughtful. Uh, I thought it it just brought me back to the days where uh, other people would send me uh, emails. I think I've read them on the podcast before, too, um, of people of the, what what did you call them? The wing walkers, the airplane traffic people. Um, It'd be really, really funny if you two somehow communicated and just, oh, I don't know, if you two found out that you both listened to the podcast, I, I would find that hilarious. Uh, but thank you for sending me in the very thoughtful email, Kyle. And I do hope that we can catch you back up uh, above your uh, GME entry. Um, you are loved. <laughs> People in the Twitch chat think you're awesome. And uh, yeah, good luck and uh, happy flying. Okay, uh, this next Email comes from Saviki uh, and it reads, Hey Junie, greetings from Lithuania. Listening podcast about diamond hands. <laughs> working remotely since last March, it sucks, but at least I had changed my job and now I'm working at Oracle on cloud technology. That is super sick. Um, longtime listener, your advice to gamble only what I can afford to lose really helped. I gambled away $200 on GameStop, lost pretty much all of it, but I didn't feel bad about it. I could afford to lose this money. This year, I focus in making long portfolio and just buying S&P 500. Next year, I plan to join Theta Game and play with some options. Here is a view from my home office window. Cheers, keep doing what you're doing, it's awesome. And uh, for those listening, his window, there's just tons of snow outside. Holy moly, looks really cold. Um, so yeah, this is just, you know, it's always a good feeling hearing that people are being responsible with losses um you know making sure that you uh you know basically play with only what you can afford to lose it sounds super obvious 
it is one of the most obvious bits of advice you can ever give to someone, especially someone new to investing. Uh, but it just will not click until you actually get got. Um, Saviki only lost two hundred dollars in this on this play, and I, you know, great great on him for not losing too much. Um, maybe he's lost a lot more on another play, and so he was able to uh, be more risk adverse this time. Or maybe he really did take the advice and then uh, just really gambled with what he could afford, and that's great too. Um, just something that I want to quickly talk about because one of my friends uh, named Josh um, made a good point uh, the other day, and uh, a lot of people want to make a long portfolio on S and P five hundred. Uh, you know, some you might be a culprit. You might be one of the people that say to newer investors like, "Oh, why don't you just you know put your money into any you know, like a like spy?" Um, but right now. Spy doesn't have companies that um, that you really know. At least, not most of it, right? It's a list of 500 companies, and most of the weight is on. I'm not gonna even try to guess the X number, but it's an X number. Um, and there's a lot of companies that you just don't care about in there. So maybe finding an ETF that you're more focused on, especially if you're younger, you could be a little bit more risky when it comes to ETFs. As long as they're re- responsible, right? Stay within your means of being risk adverse. But if you're younger, you could be more into growth. Yeah, uh, someone in chat just said it right now. Tron Connect is um, saying like any ARK ETF. Uh, ARK ETFs are uh, headed by Kathy Wood. Is that what her name is? Um, and she picks awesome stocks. I'm sure she has a board that helps her too. Um, there's some growth-oriented ones. There's EV-related ones. Um, there's just other alternatives now compared to S&P 500. A close resemblance to S&P 500 that you know people can uh, that would recommend before is also QQQ. I personally like QQQ more than S&P 500. Um, but there's just so many more avenues. So I just want to, you know, not have this be like the bit of advice that, you know, I say, oh, don't do not do S&P 500 because investing in the S&P 500, I think, is very responsible. If you are going from zero to investing in S&P 500, I think that's more than fine. Um, but if you're, you know, maybe considering yourself a little bit more average active trader, um, then you know you probably want to start looking at what alternatives you can do besides parking your money in S&P 500. Uh, and again, you could look at QQQ, you could look at any of the ARK uh, ETFs. Um, again, all come with risk, but if you're younger and if you dollar cost average for the rest of your life, risk is moderate. All right, and moving on to the next email. Uh, this one comes from a Twitch listener, uh, Steve Katzi. He says, hi. So as a 28-year-old skeptical guy, I appreciated the tweet with the Tastyork transactions and watching the VOD this morning. I saw you managing your Twitch uh, <laughs> Twitch account, your Tastyorks account. Thanks. Transparency and being authentic to me is just the best recipe. Keep up the great content. Stay safe. All right. So just a little bit of backstory here. And again, Steekatsy, thank you for writing in. Um, on Twitter, where I have my Twitter at RealThetaGang, you can follow me there. Um, I posted a snippet of my 1099 
and uh, last year using theta gang strategies and i'm talking purely theta gang strategies i'm not talking about like i have a long portfolio somewhere and that was culminated in my 1099 this 1099 <laughs> this 10 this 1099 um was just theta gang strategies and i made about 50 percent. a lot of that was due to tesla shopify nvidia all of my star players or star stocks that i really like playing or liked to play I haven't played them in quite a while, um, uh, besides NVIDIA, of course. You can see that at datagain.com slash Juni. Um, but then I went one more step further um, on my last Twitch stream, and I think for all my Twitch streams going forward, I'm going to be showing my Tastyworks account uh, terminal, the, my actual one. Uh, so previously, I had basically like a Smurf one that didn't have any money in it that I would open up and then I'd show people like how to look at volume and all these trend lines and stuff. Um, but now um, I'm going to be uh, showing it all from my uh, Tasterworks account. So you'll see my profit loss changing and hopefully growing throughout the year. Um, and uh, it's just it's just one more step to you know make sure that the haters don't get out of control because what i have at the end of the day is a platform that i built a podcast that i'm teaching from from strategies that i know that work um and uh i just have video proof of everything i have audio proof of everything and it really does keep the hater count low um so again thank you for writing this in and taking time out of your day to write this in and uh, i really appreciate it all right, and last email for this episode. Uh, this one comes from Mina. Uh, she says, came to Seattle to visit some friends, headed to some small German town outside the city, wearing noise-canceling headphones while my friends listened to racy comedy. <laughs> Thanks for always being so freaking great. Honestly, I would agree. It would be fantastic to have a coffee with you too. Have fun soldering, Mina. See, and sometimes these emails that like I can tell that people listen to like the very end of the podcast too are super awesome and like people are just genuinely interested in like what I'm doing and uh, it's just super positive and uh, yeah thank you again Mina for writing in uh, and I also like racy comedy um, I think it could be done correctly Bill Burr I consider racy comedy but uh, to each their own uh, and I'm glad you're listening to the podcast thank you for your support Okay, uh, real quick, I want to give a quick shout out to Father Gaz. Uh, he just recently got enlisted. He was a Twitch um, chatter in the in the stream, the weekly Tuesday streams. Uh, he mentioned that he won't be tuning in uh, for a little bit, but uh, thank you for your service, Father Gaz. Uh, and I know that you mentioned that uh, you might be listening to podcasts when you get the time, and so this is a little bit uh, of a bit of a cheer for you. I'm. Just, recording this live uh on twitch right now and i'm sure that people in twitch chat are uh, uh wishing you well too so keep it up thank you for your service and uh hopefully see you back in the twitch chat when you get back next up on the uh website updates still stream related uh we have new emotes so on the stream if you're a subscriber uh, by the way i've gifted over i think 30 subscriptions uh over like these last three weeks 
all stemmed from other people subscribing and i just feel bad because if other people are subscribing i feel like i should uh, be gifting subs too and uh, it's just gone into this whole like positive hype train type of thing so um but someone in chat uh uh cropped out my face from my shopify site and so now we have emotes that we can spam in chat on tuesdays which is fun i want to give a shout out to minty fresh 360 i had just mentioned in the chat oh someone just gifted (laughs) hold on hold on let me let me resume i got i gotta give subs too hold on all right uh so as i was recording that last bit uh dracofufu as i was like talking about how people are gifting subs and i give subs uh gifted five subs so i gifted five subs uh <laughs> i mean th- that's what goes on on tuesdays it's just a super positive environment and i've said before like if you get got or if you have a hard time in the market or you just need a break even and just want someone else to be talking about it um and just you know maybe not telling you to buy things or sell things and you just want to learn more come check us out at on tuesdays at twitch.tv slash 6 p.m. Pacific time. Um, but yeah, Minty Fresh 360, thank you for the emotes that you cropped out of my face on the Shopify site. And um, yeah, I just mentioned like, can anybody uh, or if anybody uh, cropped out or made me emotes, like it'd be an easy upload um, just because not a lot of people send in custom things um, as far as like actual work that i could just directly upload but emotes seems to be like the the i guess the perfect middle ground where if you're good at photoshop and you could just like crop something really quick um and you won't have that much competition because you know if you ask people for stuff um not that many people send stuff in so never never be intimidated if i ever ask for anything like if i say like oh you know if you send in a design for this or if you send in um uh emotes like by all means uh you are not competing with anyone it's just if it looks if it looks decent it's going in (laughs) and to top off this section um i just want to talk about what i've been working on on the website uh and that is the v2 of the website it's going to include dark mode and it's going to include um a lot of the ux that a lot of people have been writing in about uh namely uh being on the front page and scrolling down uh, instead of navigating you to a new, another page when you click on a trade, uh, people would rather have a mobile just pop up so they could read more about the trade and then scroll down or continue scrolling down. So that's been heard. Uh, what I plan to do for this V2 and all the you know cool stuff that could go in it, um, the patrons will get to see it first and use it first. Uh, but before you say, oh, Judy, why are you treating the patrons different and all that stuff? Um, there have to be some patron perks, um, but what makes me feel better is that like they're basically paying to be beta testers, right? Uh, they get to enjoy the fruits of my labor first, but by the time you guys and girls get it, yes, they might be using it um, a bit more before you, uh, but they're the ones that are you know giving input, dealing with the bugs that are definitely going to be in it. Um, just so it's ready for the public. It's not a, like a cool person club access thing only it's definitely going to be released to the public but the patrons do get it first and to talk about patreon real quick uh i opened five more spots uh for patreon this month all five spots were taken so we're now again back at 
a max capacity. Um, if you want to join, uh, you're going to have to hope that someone leaves at the uh, near the end of the month. Um, spots open up very sporadically. Like they don't all open up at the end of the month. Just be sure to check back often. Um, and if you're on the fence about joining and you just really want to join, I just want to preface your excitement with like, you're not really missing out on much. The Discord, it's very helpful. It's very positive. But as far as like, if you're just so excited and you're amped up to join to make a lot of money, that's like not what the Discord's all about. It's more catered to people that, that want a community where they can teach freely or like learn freely without any uh, fear of like people saying derogatory things or um, what, what else like take like joking around too much like uh, it's very PG and that's one of my goals for discord is that like someday I hope that like you know as the discord gets bigger that you know we maintain this like family oriented atmosphere where um, you know, even kids can come in maybe and like learn how to trade responsibly, right? Like trying to prevent an Alex Kern situation, right? Rest in peace, Alex Kearns, um, is a huge thing to me. And just keeping a PG type of mentality in Discord is great. And uh, yeah, but I digress. If you're looking to join Discord, again, check back frequently. Um, there's just no set date on when people leave uh people have been leaving less and less so lower tiers have been impacted so that's why i've been opening up more um and yeah just again don't stress over it if you feel like you you know need to join you absolutely aren't missing out on much Okay, uh, moving on to today's topic of when does Juni do DD or due diligence. Um, it's This is going to be relatively short. Um, I get a lot of, you know, questions uh, regarding like how I trade. And I've mentioned uh, that I have an episode dedicated to how I trade. I've also had a, a specific episode of how I do DD. Um, but this specific question re uh, spoke out to me because uh, it's asking like when do I do it this this specific person in uh, on the stream asked like do I do it the day before do I prepare a week in advance um, or you know do I do it the morning you know pre in pre-market um, a helpful tip uh, that I like to you know give to newer people is it's really not about the timing of things. Um, maybe I end up making another episode down the line about timing. But if you think about it, if you're trading for the rest of your life, you can buy anytime and it will make sense and all in the end. Um, I don't want to be known as the person that uh, tells you not to buy something or that tells you to buy something. I think that's very whack. Um, so, you know, when it comes to when does Juni do DD or due diligence, it first comes from finding a company that you thoroughly enjoy in investing and then 
doing some more due diligence on you know maybe market evaluation um and uh you know if their price to sales ratio makes sense and all that other good stuff maybe if you're into like some social media accounts you're going to be looking at subscriber growth and seeing like okay are the is the daily active users also growing um all of which can be done anytime um because if you could go long on stock all it takes is just like maybe like an hour or two of due diligence and then going in on the stock the next day um but one of the points of the question that spoke out to me most was um do you do it in pre-market now that used to be me i remember like a few years ago and this is before they gain style trades uh i used to wake up at like five i would look at motley fool i would look at um uh, other websites, I don't, I can't remember most of their names, but you know those those financial websites that had like articles based on like, oh, these are the top four picks um, that you should get into now, and like I would like read those, I'd find a ticker that I like kind of knew, I'd find more information about that ticker, and then I would decide within that hour, being kind of sleepy, that yes, this is a good idea to invest in, and. Sure, if I held on to those stocks, I would have been doing fine, but I was not in like any sort of like mode where I was like really thinking about my future. And so I would find myself uh, buying stocks and selling stocks far too frequently for the time in market Warren Buffett thing to make sense, you know, because he says that time in market beats timing the market, right? Um, and just doing DD or due diligence. You know, doing more market research, the morning of is not going to be a good idea. Uh, you're going to find yourself catching yourself in FOMO. It, and this is this is the interesting point, right? Like, I don't want to say that you should not buy stocks in the morning because that's absolutely not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you take time out of your day to just understand what stocks you genuinely like, what stocks do you use, that will make your conviction on the stock a lot better and you will find that doing due diligence could be an all-day thing or you know every time you go on the toilet you do some more due diligence on the stock just be genuinely interested in the stock and you'll find the time to do the due diligence or the market research um it's just making sure that you're not being susceptible to fomo is very huge um and that comes from like you know, doing due diligence on a stock an hour before the market closes is probably not a good idea because you're going to feel the pressure to buy the stock before the market closes. Um, you know, same thing goes with waking up at like, it definitely depends on your time zone. But for me, it's like waking up at five before the market opens and then doing due diligence because I'm on, on Pacific time, uh, doing due diligence there and then being excited and then buying the pri or buying the stock before the market opens because in my gut, I feel like it's gonna go, it's gonna rocket higher right when the mass amount of retail traders get in, right? Uh, instead of people trying to buy it pre-market, and it's just not the best idea to do due diligence within like the market day. I think that's the my main takeaway for this little question here is that like you can do whatever you want, you can do due diligence whenever you want. That's fine. But like if you try to have some sort of system where maybe you start logging and this is like not data game obviously but you start logging like on your own spreadsheet like every time you find out about a new company 
you put it into your spreadsheet and you put the you put the price of the stock into that spreadsheet instead of actually buying it and then you log it and then you check back on the spreadsheet like every week and then you just start seeing like okay did me doing due diligence on this day and buying it at this price would that have made me money or lost me money and you start you start suddenly having data points that you can look back on and then you can make a stronger conviction of like when you actually want to buy or sell stock or when you want to do due diligence and if you think it's a good idea for you to do it during market hours um my philosophy in general is that like if you genuinely love a stock and i'm not talking about like oh i love gamestop and i hope it goes to 400 dollars. i'm talking about like okay i really love apple because i have all of their products and i can't imagine using anything else there's never a wrong time to buy if you buy right now and it drops two dollars tomorrow you still own a you still own the stock that you love there's nothing that changes about the company due to the price of the stock the company is still the same company so i guess as i talk about this topic more and more in future episodes i guess it's you buy a company that you generally like it sounds kind of weird saying buying a company because you're not actually buying the whole company but buying a piece of a company that you genuinely like instead of just looking at it as a stock um because a lot of people associate just stocks with like money and you want the price of your stock to go up obviously but being invested into companies that you genuinely like really helps on downtrends now a lot of people will be showing off all of these gains and all of these like scalping um trades that they do um and it's a lot easier to do those when the market is going up everybody is good at trading when the market goes up it's when the market goes down that's when the you know the good people shine for example it's very easy to write uh cash secured puts in a bullish market because you're not getting assigned all that often and uh, if you do get assigned it's not very long until you write a cover call that calls your shares away that you recently got assigned it's black swan events like the coronavirus of last year um, that when people get assigned on stock that they don't you know genuinely like or maybe they just weren't prepared for the assignment that they don't stick it out to the end Um, I'm very proud of how I traded last year Um, I was assigned $80,000 worth of stock in one fell swoop Um, it was a bit scary but I stuck to my guns and uh, I traded my way out and I have full audio and a full trade log at datagang.com slash junie um, that I can just always look back on and anybody gives me a hard time about it uh, I just always have audio and log proof uh, it's just very handy uh, I, I think I just wanted to top this uh, segment out with logging your trades will help you a ton and if it's not logging trades it's creating that spreadsheet of you know uh, timing when you wanted to buy that stock during market hours and because you did due diligence that pre-market or due diligence for an hour before close you need these data points to help you trade better I don't care if you use datagame.com I don't care if you use anything else it's you should very much use your own spreadsheet if that's a better workflow from you or with for you 
um, you should definitely make sure you're logging something because trading is not about just buying stocks and hoping for the best. That That is a very beginner mentality. Um, it can also be confused with beginners thinking like, oh, you need to do all this and that to be good at trading when just buying the stock and chilling for a little bit is good too. You, there's, you don't need to become a millionaire overnight. I think that's a very dangerous uh, mindset to have too. Um, but again, data is data. Proof is proof. Uh, and no one will ever take that away from you. You can follow me on Twitch at Real Theta Gang. You can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang. And you can email me at juni at thetagang.com. Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks. And signing up with the Theta Gang referral code is a huge help. That's Theta Gang, one word and all caps. Uh, I want to give an extended shout out to everybody that's in the chat right now. I want to go ahead and pull that up. Um, here we go. I want to give a shout out to... Arms, legs, hands, feet, bag holder, G, Big Ray, Captain Rakin, Carbon, uh, Crazy V, Donut Smuggler, Draco Fufu, Jordan Firepower, Spooku Cash, Stalker 101, Tazo 01, Tron Connect, and Zane. Um, I don't, I, I, other people were here before chatting in a bit, but I don't have the list updated to that, but uh, you guys are shouted out too. You guys and girls are shouted out too. Um, I want to give an extended and grateful shout out to my patrons here. That's Maja Deer, Justwin, Mike D, Slow Motion, JZN, Miko, Steve Ounce, Emotion, PFM, DJ Mac 86, Pacro, Boot, Mitch Brady, 7 IV, Craig Thomas, GJ Wilson, McFly, Statistically Random, Tom Thomas, Mr. Theta, Baked Potato, Wheat, or I always think this Wheat, WHH4000, um, Island Bell, Wheaton, w, WL Hung, Na Lur, Lick Chi, Na Lur, Cheese, Maltman, Chibonis, and M. M. Hayden, Lil, Mr. Sneezy, Metal, Dum Dum, Grandpa 95, Arson, I, Arson, YC, Leo Jetson, Johnny Five, Fancy Wolf, Bisu, Engine, Nate the River, Just Send It, Murph, Wilkai, Norfis, Viri, Bat Trader, Chicken Dinner, Dissension, Saltwater Cure, Lord Skeletor, Lazy Reservist, The Gesture, Crispy Cream Boy, Hermes Kaput, Rest of Your Shifty, AG, and Ensis 88. Ooh, yeah. Um, that was today's episode. Uh, I am starving. Uh, these last two days I've been doing like live streams of how I'm coding of what I talked about earlier is the V2 of the ThetaGang.com website. Uh, and I've missed my McDonald's deadline twice in a row, but I'm not trying to make that three times. So I'm trying to go to McDonald's right after I end this, uh, podcast and I upload it. Um, in terms of new things, the background of my Twitch stream is going to be different for those that are going to be tuning on Tuesday. Um, you're going to see some Magic Gathering stuff in the background. You're going to see a new desk where all my uh, electronic stuff is going to be. Um, I got a new light. Um, 
yeah nothing nothing much here this podcast is going out a little bit early because i have lunar new year's plans tomorrow um and uh yeah just again happy lunar new year's to everybody uh, kind of crazy that this is the year of the ox right is the year of the i guess you can consider it the bull um and i don't know what that's going to mean for the stock market but maybe uh bullish times ahead don't know um that is it uh i wish you health and uh prosperity uh this week and for the rest of your life (laughs) i don't know why i tried to even name a time range (laughs) um that's it okay so i will catch everybody on the tuesday live stream if not on the next podcast episode